0: Welcome to the Where Does It Come From podcast. I'm Joe Salter, your podcast host and founder of Where Does It Come From, a social enterprise focusing on kind clothes that tell tales. In this podcast, I'll be chatting with amazing people who've dedicated themselves to making our world a better place through business, social enterprise, campaigning and much more. This time I'm talking with Becky Bibco. Becky is a community activist who has recently achieved Plastic Free Town status for her hometown of Manningtree. She is a founder member of her local community activism group PACE and recently received a Community Engagement Award from Manningtree Town Council. Hello and welcome to the Where Does It Come From podcast. Um, this time, I've got a wonderful guest with me, Becky Bibco, and she's going to be telling you all about her work with Pace Manningtree and to get Manningtree turned into a plastic free town. And more recently, she's even been given the Manningtree Town Council Community Engagement Award. So she's really one of these on the ground activists doing stuff for her town and changing the world at the same time. So welcome, Becky. Becky. Hello. Is that a good enough introduction?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. I find it difficult to think of myself as an activist, but um, I feel yeah. you know just a normal citizen is how I feel. Um, yeah. Mom. So um,
0: but I think it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because the word activist has taken on an almost a different meaning recently, where you know we see it as I don't know chaining ourselves to stuff and gluing ourselves onto things and generally being obstructive, but actually it can be a very positive thing, such as the work that you've been doing with Pace Manningtree. So I really wanted to get you on here to try and see if other people feel inspired to take their town to a new level. So first of all, tell us about yourself, Becky, and your background and what led you into sustainability.
1: Uh, So I would think of myself as just a normal mum. I have two teenage children Uh, We live in Lawford, which is the bit that's nearest to Manningtree Station. Um, I've lived most of my life around North Essex or South Suffolk, um, although my husband uh, is from Russia. um, So not not totally local. Um, And until last summer, I was a teacher. I taught Russian in secondary school. And in the summer, I changed career and now work for a health organization, Essex Child and Family Wellbeing Service, uh, giving support and advice to families and young people with neurodevelopmental conditions like um, autism and ADHD. So that's kind of me. Um, But also, uh, sustainability is just how I was brought up. so many of the things that I do day to day, like reusing plastic bags, composting, buying fair trade products, walking instead of taking the car. Um, these are just things I have always done. Uh, I grew up in a Christian family and living out our faith um, in action is fundamental to what I believe Um I guess that the the choices that we each make um, in our day to day lives as consumers, as part of, you know mums, friends, whatever, that those individual choices affect other people. Um, and therefore, we have a responsibility to live in a way that is that benefits others rather than harms, um, that we are stewards of this planet. The Bible says that we brought nothing into this world and we take nothing out of it. And it, we've got that responsibility to leave behind something that is at least not damaged by us, but even, maybe even better. Um, there There is a verse in one of the Old Testament prophets, Micah, that is kind of the what I live by. Um, it says, God has told each of you what is good and what it is the Lord requires of you to act justly to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God Um, and that's what inspires me and keeps me going more than anything else.
0: That is just really so inspiring isn't it and I love your expressions about stewardship because I think it's I don't know it's just it's it's so true isn't it that we're it's that whole passing everything along to the next generation and I think unfortunately that, that that philosophy, which I completely share, doesn't sit so comfortably with perhaps the commercialism, um, capitalism, consumerist models that have come to light in the last few decad- decades. So perhaps people not not brought up with th- those values of responsibility and stewardship and passing things along to the next generation and that affecting one person to the other, our duty about affecting one person to the other, won't see that quite so clearly as you do.
1: I think it's really important to think where we get our worth from. You know, if your worth is judged by how much stuff you've got or what your status is in your job, then yes, your motivation is going to be about getting stuff and getting that status for yourself but if you believe that we are each human being you know, each of us as human beings has an intrinsic worth that is more than that then you value the person rather than their stuff and 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 what we do and how we live It, val- it is a measure of our worth rather than what we own
0: i love that i think that's that's really really interesting and valuable philosophy so thank you for that um so so we met for people who are listening to this. We met because um, Becky was saying that she was a teacher. But she was actually my child's teacher at school and then her my older child and then my younger son, who's the same age as Becky's younger son. They were friends, have been friends at um, at school. So that's how we've met. And then we've been on. We met at school things and started chatting about sustainability. And that's how that all came about and then Becky asked me to give a talk on um, ethical sustainable fashion to her group that she's arranged in Manningtree called PACE. So Becky can you tell us a little bit about PACE how that came about and also how come you became a plastic free (laughs) town?
1: Well um, so PACE started because a friend of mine uh, put a message on our local Facebook group and said um, I'm really worried about this climate crisis. Is there anyone else out there who feels the same way that I do? Um, I, She was also a friend of my son's. Uh, her son was also a friend of mine. Uh, so we got chatting. We actually went to an XR talk together um, and uh, kind of thinking about how can we make a difference? So we started as a group of people um, when I went to the first meeting at the pub, um, Sarah, I think was one of the only other people there that I knew. Um, and, but lots of other local residents came together and we were all saying, yes, this is something we care about and we want to do more. Um, for me that, uh, well, I think for all of us, that probably coincided with seeing, uh, those first protests that, um, XR were doing. Um, I was challenged by, their commitment to campaigning for change at a higher level um, at level at of government and big business and something that I probably didn't feel I had much to, to, to do with, to say about. Uh, but there was also um, a charity that I support called Tear Fund um, launched a rubbish campaign at that point. And they were looking at the impact of our plastic pro- pollution problem on the world's poorest um and that i uh, starting to educate myself on uh the the sheer scale of our plastic problem um and how the our waste is impacting communities in the poorest parts of the world um so pace got together and we started to think about what our vision was and um it stands for practical action for climate and environment and we we saw that very much as our vision that we wanted to take that practical action in our local environment, in our local community, um, to make a difference. Um, and it was so inspiring and challenging and affirming um, to connect with local people who wanted to make a difference. So I've met all sorts of people locally that I didn't know before or, um who have the same desire to to for change that i have um and i have this you know fundamental belief that we are all in interconnected and then when we work together we can achieve so much more uh than when we're on our own uh, so we started pace and we had big ideas and then obviously a pandemic came along that <laughs> changed the way we were able to function and um so we were on zoom and Hence, we did the Zoom event that you were involved with. And um, at the end of that first lockdown, I, I think I've had I'd had a lot of time to think. And I found out about the Surface Against Sewage Plastic Free Communities Initiative. Um, and I saw how it gave us a framework to engage different parts of our community um, rather than just being the people who already care about the environment. It gave us a way of going out and talking to local businesses and other community groups who aren't necessarily just there to do something for the environment um, about everybody's in uh, responsibility to reduce their use of single-use plastics. So I uh, went to a PACE meeting and I said, look, I've seen this initiative. I think we could do this here. Um, And so it was with the support of PACE that I signed up to be a Plastic Free Community Lead. Um, and I signed up for Manningtree, Mistley and Lawford because we are three little places that are so, you know, you, most people don't know where one ends and the other finishes um, or the other starts even. Um, and we wanted it to be, You know, we, we very much saw ourselves as, as an organization for the whole of this area. Um, Surface Against Sewage said, mm, three local councils, that's three communities. So um, so yes, I ended up as the plastic-free community lead for three communities. Wow. Um, but we gathered some some people from PACE and some people from outside and started putting messages on social media and in our local um in-touch magazine, and started talking to businesses and got this initiative underway. Um and we've achieved plastic free town status for Manningtree because Manningtree is tiny. <laughs> um Manningtree's gone above and beyond what they needed to do. So we only needed to sign up two businesses and we have eight. That's um, fantastic. We we needed five community allies. We the council came on board straight away and we've had brilliant support from them. Uh we had to run two events, which obviously was uh, in a year, which was obviously easier said than done when there are lockdowns and you don't know what the regulations are going to be. But we managed to get those both done, two events, one in May and one in uh, November. That meant that Manningtree was awarded community, Plastic community status in December. Lawford and Mistley have a little bit of a way to go. Our second event we did s- smaller, we only did it in Manningtree. So we need to have a second event for Mistley and Lawford. And Mistley and Lawford have met their objective on the number of businesses they have to sign up. But because they're actually bigger, although they're villages and Manningtree's a town, um, they need to have more community allies. So that's our focus at the moment. We are trying to get those community allies from Mistley and Lawford signed up. And we already have um, a church signed up last week um, and we're talking to the Scouts and the Cubs and the Beavers. So, you know, we're working on that. Um, but Manningtree has that status now, um, and we really want to bring the whole of this community along and deepen that engagement.
0: Yeah, no, it's honestly, it's so impressive. It's so grassroots, that's what I really like about it. Yeah. You know, you're starting at the I would say the bottom, but you're starting with the smallest unit of a person, then you're moving into groups and businesses and councils, and then merging three small towns together to do it. But I, I guess the problem with the being three towns has three sets of goals then. So it's more businesses, more organisations. Yeah, or there are
1: certain things where we can double up. So right. we're, we've we only set up one steering group for the whole of the three communities. So we don't, we're not duplicating the meetings. Uh, when we ran a local litter pick in May, we had three places that you could litter pick from. Yeah. So we were covering the three communities. Um, and some of our community allies cover the whole of the area. So they've signed up for all three communities. So for example, PACE is a community ally for Mistley and Manningtree and Lawford. Whereas something like um, the Manningtree Street Keepers who are a fantastic little group of people who meet every Monday morning in Manningtree. And uh, it started as an initiative to stop the council from spraying pesticides in our town. Um, so they do strategic weeding and planting of um, pollinators and things like that, and they're keeping the town looking beautiful. So, but they only work in Manningtree, so that's a Manningtree community ally. And when we get to them, first Lawford Scouts will be a Lawford community ally. So it's sort of getting that balance, but it's it feels a bit like uh, a snowball. But yeah. you, you know, once you talk to a few people. Um, other people want to get involved. And we had a fantastic um, moment when um, a fish and chip shop in Mistley signed up to be a plastic free ally and they'd taken all of their packaging to non-plastic alternatives. Everything can be composted or recycled. And we got a message from a a fish and chip shop in Lawford saying, why haven't you come and talk to us? we're doing this as well <laughs> but that's fantastic isn't it that just changes yes. you like you
0: said, it's a snowball but it's also that again that grassroots kind of thing it's all rising up i mean i can see i'm um, hopefully if anyone's on this call you're in colchester you're somewhere else in essex you know you want to do your own town then you can have plastic free essex that would be fantastic wouldn't it yeah
1: well i've spoken i know that plus there's a plastic free starting in clacton i've spoken to a lady in wyvernhoe who's interested in starting um fearing has plastic free community status um so it it's little pockets yeah um but you you know we're a few years behind cornwall where it all started oh, yeah, yeah. i look down in cornwall there are loads of accredited communities so you know, we, we'll get there um it just it it and it's got to be locally based because there's really no point me trying to talk to businesses in um i don't know even in Dedham, I don't go to Dedham very often. It's not that far away, but I've got much less knowledge of that local area. Yeah. I know what the shops are doing here. And so, um, when somebody calls me up and says, we'd like to talk about this, I'll be able to say, well, I know that you're doing good stuff because so and so told me that they've been in and that's the packaging that you're using. So, um, yeah, exactly. Or you can go through in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, but I think, I think it's amazing. And I think, you know, it is really interesting. It's an interesting point, isn't it, about having it could be all sorts of high level, I don't know, laws, restrictions, whatever you want to call them, and positive programs as well. But the people on the ground doing things for their local community, we've seen during lockdown, people are so empowered by their own community. So this is just a great way to do that. And you can sort of imagine a map of the UK with lots of dots all over it, growing and growing and merging together until we
1: actually meet the goal of having a plastic free country World. yes and and the thing is that there are countries out there that are doing so much more than us you know france has just banned all plastic uh, single-use plastic packaging on fruit and vegetables hasn't it mm. we could do that <laughs> it's it's totally possible yeah. so you've got to get that balance of asking government to make changes but also talking to your local businesses and businesses exploring what options there are um and you know i know that the farm shop and butchers have, um, have some plastic free options, but actually he's, you know, he's saying, but some of these just aren't sustainable because I've got to ship them in from halfway around the world. Why aren't we making paper bags that I can sell sausages in in this country? Why do I have to buy them in from somewhere else? Exactly. So it, it, there's that whole level of, you know, I can't, we can't make a huge difference to the supply chain. But we can talk to businesses, and they can then talk to their suppliers, and and they, you get the trickle up as well as the trickle. You mean, that's exactly right. You get the trickle up. So they're going to be um, influencing future design.
0: And then if we, if we find out if someone in the country, an entrepreneur suddenly thinks, oh, you know, I can do this here, um, so people don't have to ship it in. I can. There's a business that's sitting waiting to happen. Then then it happens, doesn't it? But you have to have the people asking the questions and prompting the discussion before. And and, and and in the case of a business owner, they, they're going to try it, aren't they? They're going to try it and say, this doesn't work. In fact, I remember meeting um, one of the uh, Suffolk strawberry growers who supplies to the co-op, and he was telling me that he wanted to um, supply all of the strawberries to co-op in plastic-free packaging. But actually, when they got them into the store it didn't work, the lid didn't stay on, something, something that didn't yeah. happen, they have to go back and do the redesign. But it's all about until you try it, you don't know, but the will is there and they will find a way of making it happen because now they know they want it to happen, you know, so it's, it, is, it is all very exciting. But no, I, I just love love what you're doing as, as well. But I don't understand how you do it. I mean, you're volunteering, you're changing the world, getting awards all over the place, you know, and you're working and managing a family. So what do you think... What is your thoughts on community activism and the practicality of it? Is this something you see that people will take on more and more? Is it a trend? Um,
1: I think I think there are two things that are really important here. The one is that it actually makes it easier for me to live by my values because I'm talking, I'm going out and talking to people and I know what's possible in my local community. So, um, so there is that level of... Uh, i i i don't have a huge amount of time and it is easier to get a supermarket delivery than to go out and visit lots of different shops but if i know what's available and what shops there are and if some you know that so there's that then i save that bit of time so i I try and find a balance of those things of you know i have to use my time wisely because it's not uh, uh, i don't have that much time so that's the first thing the second thing is that you know in terms of well-being we all need a hobby <laughs> <laughs> and most of my hobbies are quite solitary and you know they're things that i can do at home and they don't get me out of myself you know i can knit i can read i can go for a walk on my own uh, but actually for my well-being i need to engage with other people i need to get out of the house and i need to look beyond my little castle where i live and if you being to my house, it does look a bit like a castle, but <laughs> really high. Um, uh, so when we connect with other people, when we connect with the local area that we live in, when we engage with the amazing creation that we live in, that God has given us as a you know a gift, um, it enables you to do the things you have to do with so much more energy and enthusiasm. Um, one of the things that I found um, when I went to that XR talk with my friend, one of their um, principles is that of a regenerative community. Um, or it, you can go back to that old adage. It takes a village to raise a child. You know, we Our society has become so individualised and relationships are so fractured. And we need that. We need to have that connection with other people and with the place where we live. And this is one of the amazing things that we've got out of the pandemic of rediscovering those connections with where we live and not just having dormitory towns, but knowing our neighbours, going for walks around our local area. And so... That's what helps me to to keep going. Is that actually it? It balances me. That's that. That's
0: a very interesting point, isn't it? Um, yeah, because you, you think of. I suppose like it, some, without thinking too deeply about it, you sort of think, oh, that's more work. You've got your hard work of your your teaching and uh, your um, looking after the family and, and and all of that, and this seems like more work on top of that. But if you if like you say, it's actually another complementary thing alongside of all of that and and giving you I don't know strength I mean I'm I'm very similar in a lot of ways I like to do talks and and talk to people it gives me energy and strength to be sharing ideas and sharing thinking and feeling like you're achieving something bigger than just what you're doing on a day-to-day basis so I do understand that Um, it's probably hard maybe for some people who are listening who maybe think god I'm You know, I'm working really hard in my bank or whatever I'm I'm doing. Where will I get the energy for this? But I suppose the message is it's not adding a burden. It's giving you a strength, I suppose, or giving you something. Yeah, we
1: we've had some really difficult times over the last two years. Um, And and there have been days where. I've been at work, I've come home, I've dealt with the family, I'm supposed to be going, either going out to a meeting or putting the computer back on for another zoom. And there's that part of you that feels like, actually, I just don't want to. And sometimes I know, you know, sometimes you do need to listen to yourself. Sometimes you need to say, it's okay, I have done too much today. But there are, there are just as many times where I go to that meeting, and I'm lifted by listening to other people talk about what we've what we've achieved what they're inspired by the new it, yeah the, the new initiatives the the encouragements along the way um and the thing is that if we look what look at the news and read the research the scale of the um climate and biodiversity crisis is absolutely huge and it we could end up being completely crushed by it um and you know that what you can do is just a drop in the ocean but when you get that inspiration and you can see that you have made a difference it gives you hope um and i feel very strongly that hope is a much better motivator than fear um and that we have to have hope that we can still make a difference
0: yeah that's that's so true that's so true and i think I mean, with the, all of the podcasts that we've recorded over the last year or so um it is that message that keeps coming through that you have to keep going you have to be hopeful you have to be positive and y- you know you can't be driven by fear i mean i feel fearful a lot and then as you say you have to turn that around and think what can i do how can i help because otherwise you
1: just sit there biting your nails wouldn't you there's a there's a um book in the bible called lamentations which is really quite depressing because it's a lament and it's saying this is all awful there's so much rubbish around us there's just nothing good in the world and then right in the middle is the verse that lots of people will probably recognize that says because of the lord's great goodness we are not consumed before his mercies are new every morning and it's that picking yourself up yeah. and going this is another new day. The sun has risen again. No, this isn't the end. Whilst we're still here, there's still work to do, yeah. we can make a difference.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, definitely, definitely. And for anyone who watched, don't look up. You know, that's the same kind of the same kind of humour. Keep going, keep going, and then accept what it is in the end. But yes so that's that's, that's um, absolutely fascinating so um what well did you firstly this is my um slightly shallow question did you get a nice big award for your plastic free Tree, yeah and the, for your the, the,
1: there's a little there's not little i should say but on on that award up there it, um is a little bit that with my name on um, and i will have to give it back at the end of the year but oh. Because I'm up there um, with the Rotary Club, who do loads in our community, and Save Manning tree Library campaign, and um, I think it's only the one, two, three, four, fifth time that um, this particular award has been given. But it was really lovely to um, go to the pub a couple of weeks ago and to to have the work that we've done and i feel very much it might be my name on there but it is the team it, it, i couldn't have done this i wouldn't have signed up to be the community lead if i didn't have pace behind me and if i didn't have those people who join me on a thursday evening um for our online meetings and say yet again no worse, uh, probably not time to talk to schools yet they're still doing too much okay we'll put that onto the agenda for next time you know those people who are been alongside me and who have when we've organized events we put all the effort into organizing it and then pace just turn around and go yep yeah, we'll do we'll do that hour and that hour and we'll volunteer and and it just brings it all together so um it's my name on there but i very much dedicate this to the whole of the team but also to my family who support the fact that i go out and do plastic free stuff and who have to cope with me walking along the road going I need to come down here and do a litter pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I know what you mean on that one. But no, that's, that's very true though, isn't it? I mean, our families, our friends, our communities, we're all in it together, aren't we? We're all in it together and everyone has a different role and a strength and a skill to yeah. add into this, you know. I mean, I Definitely. love hearing about some of these projects, like you mentioned the libraries there, the repair shops, that you, the things that are going on. There's some amazing community work happening and it's just... That there needs to be more of it and then it needs to be more sung about more talked about and recognized and so so glad that you got an award your team got an award to recognize that because that will raise its profile even more yeah. and did you get press coverage as well
1: we've had um so we got press coverage in december for the announcement that Manningtree tree uh, had plastic free status and there were articles in the uh, the east anglian and Brilliant in harwich manningtree standard but i own i got a a email just this week from manningtree and colchester life magazine which i don't think i've ever seen uh who want to do another feature on us and so there's it's just it's still going along um and we've got our facebook page and we're so excited i think our post announcing that we'd got plastic free status reached uh more than five and a half thousand. Oh, people, brilliant. Um, which is, and that's to do with the fact that we've connected with all the businesses and the community allies. So, you know, I tag them and their followers see what's going on as well. And so, um, so that's great. And we also have a standing space in, in Touch Magazine, who are one of our community allies and they publish articles about the plastic free campaign. Um, each month as long as I remember the deadline (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's been great and and it was through that that the lady from Wivenhoe got in touch with me to ask about how to start a plastic free campaign there so um, it's nice to see those ripples going out that what we're doing is making an influence for other places as well yes I mean that's that's kind of what I was hoping
0: for you know, in terms of um, getting the word out there and getting awards and things, I mean, yes, it's really nice to get an award for recognition, but it also raises that profile. And then obviously what we're hoping for is that lots of grassroots organisations around the country, if not the world, will do what you've done and learn from your lead, you know, and and start
1: going the same way. And then you suddenly end up with a, a roller coaster of And I've learned so much from some of the other plastic-free campaigns that are around. And I think, you know, for you in Ipswich, I would look at Plastic-Free Chesterfield because that's a similar size place to Ipswich. And they achieved plastic-free status for the whole of Chesterfield Borough um, last year. And they've done some fantastic work there. And they had to get 50 community allies. So my 25, (laughs) some of whom I can double up on, it's like Like, nothing.
0: it is an interesting point, isn't it? I mean, obviously, I, I would. I hope someone in Ipswich is doing it. It isn't me. Uh, I'd certainly mind <laughs> helping if anybody is. But, I, you know, there's, there's certainly my mind starts going, oh, yes, there could be that person and that good company and that <laughs> the kind of thing. So it is, it's, it's about inspiring, isn't it? Inspiring the, the next steps, yeah. the next people to do it. And that's my, my, my last final question, which is a big one, so don't think you're off the hook yet. <laughs> is, um, for anybody listening, what advice would you give somebody who goes yes i'd like to do that um what advice would you give them if they want to make community their changes in the community in the same way that you've done
1: so i think you need to have other people around you you can't you can't do it on your own um and so doing something like my friend did and putting a message on facebook saying is there anyone else out there who i haven't met who wants to get involved and do something about this um and pace in pace we've taken quite a bit of time to get to know one another and to set our vision and our goals and in the last few months sort of post-pandemic or not coming to the end game of pandemic or wherever it is that we are we've stopped again and we thought where we know that our goals are to inform other people to get other people engaged and to make a difference how are we doing that are the projects that we're involved in a good use of our time so being clear on what you want to achieve um is that manageable goals i hate the phrase smart targets. i hate it too. it is that kind of thing of yeah. um so for us that when I set the goal that we were going to achieve plastic free status for Manning Tree by Christmas, we had something to work to. Um, and, and then you can celebrate those little achievements along the way. Whereas if, you know, it's cutting things down into manageable t- chunks, um, you also need to learn to say no. <laughs> and I think the plastic free community framework really helps with that. Because it, it gives me that, well, that isn't actually part of what I'm doing. So somebody, you know, somebody sends me an email and they want me to go and talk to their local primary school about the rubbish that's coming through the fence. And I'm like, that's not really, but you know, if you want to go and talk to them, here's some resources, here's the way you're in. Yeah. Um So having that sense of your own boundaries, having a team around you, knowing what you want to achieve, having small goals. Um, and big ones. And or do and that, that lead to the bigger ones. Yeah. And knowing when to say no. I and mean, we've got plans afoot here to have a large scale community event to celebrate what everything that is happening in Manningtree That is, because it's not just pace and it's not just plastic free. Our town council has got that p- pesticide free town status as well. And uh so there are plans afoot to put together a big event. Um, and I kind of very, I said, I'll be involved with that thinking how on earth am I going to find any more time, but actually I only need to do my bits. I need to do what I have the skills to do, um, to be involved with that. And, and it will be a great thing. And, um, hopefully we're at the very, very early stages of planning it, but, um, it's, it's a, it very much fits in with this whole thing of, building community, drawing people in and saying this is achievable. We can make a difference.
0: Yeah. And I think as well, thinking about the community side, it's not just about busy people like yourself. It's also there are people who are feeling lonely and isolated and want to feel a better sense of community and this is a perfect way to do that if you used to be working in London and now you're working from home you're living on your own you know it's a perfect way to to get to know people and to do something worthwhile and, and to have some fun as well yeah yes Definite. But I think you you're, you talk about your small goals, but I think saying one day, oh, I think we'll have um, plastic free accreditation for Manningtree is quite a big, audacious, hairy goal,
1: actually. I, I said that, though, at the point that I knew we were like 80 percent of the way. there. <laughs> I knew it was manageable. That's the whole point. I yeah. knew that in order to get there, we all Manningtree needed to do was sign up. At the point that I said it, we needed one more community ally, one more event and one more steering group meeting. That was achievable. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't put a time on when M- Mistley and Lawford are going to get community al- uh, or enough community allies to get accredited status, because that has because of the pandemic that has been really hard work. Mm. And we recognize that loads and loads of community groups have been really struggling. And if they're not managing to have meetings, they're not going to be thinking about whether they can reduce their use of plastics. Um, but we have offered, you know, I've done a talk to a WI. I've offered a talk to the Rotary to, you know, to to help them as well. You know, it, it's a mutual thing. It's not just us asking them to do stuff.
0: Yeah. And it's also not a big stick and the whole time scale thing. You don't yeah. want to be saying to people this has to happen by this time. This has to happen by this time or it stops being a community grassroots event and become somebody with a big stick coming and beating them around the head doesn't it yeah which so, you don't want you want it to be well it'll happen at the right time at the right pace and um achieve the goals that everybody wants it to achieve
1: so yeah so, so it's brilliant i think also you really you have to be real you know you have to say I, I i have this title plastic free community lead and i put my hand up straight away and say but i'm not plastic free plastic free in this means that we are working to reduce our reliance on single use plastics, we are reducing our plastic footprint, however you say it, because actually, our society is set up in such a way that it's almost impossible to get rid of all plastic. And I haven't got the time to do it properly. You know, zero waste would mean I didn't do anything else at all, I think. Um, But each change we make each time we do something more, we're taking one step closer to be achieving what we want to achieve. Mm -hmm. So that zero waste um is is a massive goal. Um little steps along the way. And I I love the picture of um two ladders and you know, you have to have small steps on your ladder. If the steps too big, you can't reach it and you're not going to even get that far. But when Mm -hmm. the steps are smaller, you get Higher, quicker, don't you? Yeah, and and the more you
0: talk about what you're doing, and then then other people will start joining you, and then those steps are easier to take because there's more people involved, and you know maybe you have more ladders, maybe you have more steps. I don't know, but it could work. No, that's that's absolutely brilliant, Becky. And I think what you've done is fantastic. I think having a plastic-free town, getting awards, all great, but more importantly, it's that community-led grassroots thing that is is making a big difference so you've got all the things going on at the top with um cop 26 happening and all of that and then at the bottom you've got all these people these i think community activists is the right word who are slowly and surely making massive changes and then that means that it will meet in the middle at some point i hope
1: yeah well you have to look back don't you i had a um my great grandmother was a suffragette Look what they did for us. Um my parents uh were involved, uh my grandparents were involved selling fair trade products before they were available in supermarkets. Now anywhere, any supermarket you go to you can see fair trade. Um and it's it's not even a, a choice where you're not even choosing to spend more money on things often yeah. Yeah. when you buy a fair trade now, which you were in the past. Yes. Yeah. So you can look back on those. Those campaigns that people have been involved in, and, and I'm really inspired by the fact that I've got you know, relatives who have effected that change in the past. And now this is this feels like this is the one for our generation. Yes, you you come from activist stock,
0: <laughs> strong women, <laughs> strong women, absolutely. Yeah. No, I think I think that's an interesting point as well. The other thing with both of those campaigns you mentioned, we sort of take it for granted now, don't we? We we sort of think. Yeah you know again yeah, we vote and we're grateful for it and we have the fair trade and um organic i would say is another one um and it's just an, an obvious choice but now you know it's now it's plastic and the environment and the climate for very good reasons and uh, mm-hmm. we'll make sure it happens but thank you so much we'll put some links in the podcast text um to pace and to any other thing that um your your Maybe some of your press coverage on the uh, thing it would as well.
1: Be, and it would be great to put the link in there because actually any business, you don't have to be in a plastic free community to sign up to be a plastic free champion as a business. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really important one to put in there. So, you know, as a business, you can do it now. You can say this is what we stand for. Fabulous. So, yeah, businesses do that. Um, single individuals, grassroots
0: people, you can get together with your town and get your town or your community signed up to be a plastic free community. But thank you, Becky, very much for spending some time telling us about it and really thank well, you for having me. For your work. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you so much for everything you've been doing for Manning Tree and I hope Suffolk catches up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Becky. Thank you.